Hi, you're listening to The Scent, a tone radio show about everything horror, and thank you for listening again. Uh, last semester was uh, my first semester, so this is my second time, second semester trying to do all this. Uh, this semester I want to focus on international horror. Uh, I will also include some movies made in the U.S., because that also counts, um, and we're going to be focusing on more recent movies because as uh, m- as more recently we've been getting more voices, more diverse uh, people behind the uh, production of movies. And I wanted to highlight some of my favorite uh, horror movies that's come out recently. And for example, we have uh, Revenge, which is uh, one of the newer uh, rape revenge movies directed and written by women. Another one will have been MFA, and we also have uh, Suspiria, the remake from uh, Italy, which has some queer subtext on it, in it, and we also have from, well, what just got one of the best uh, picture, uh, Parasite, and that one deals a little bit more with uh, social economic issues, um, and, and the movie is like it's not exactly one hundred percent horror, but uh, there are definitely aspects of it that I would uh, consider within the horror genre. And plus, the director had also directed the host, which was like a creature feature. Um, so this is what you can expect uh, for the next coming weeks. I'm going to be dedicating each episode um, to one of the movies and I'll do my best to have a guest for each one to discuss and yeah yeah so uh, we'll definitely still have music um, on these shows and actually the one that you just uh, listened to was the Overlook from the Doctor Sleep soundtrack by the Newton Brothers so this episode, uh, I'm just going to be talking about some of the horror movies that I've seen over the break, and uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll be joining me on this ride, um, and yeah, before I go and uh, start, I want to go and write a little piece of what the editor of Rue Morgue had written about back in July 2019. They did it for the queer uh, centered magazine theme. Um, And here we go. So quote, having been editor here for over two years, I'm keenly aware that not all of our readers share my passion for applying genre concepts to a greater understanding of the world around us. I have fielded complaints about the magazine becoming too political. And I never dismiss reader feedback without considering what's being said with an open mind and open heart. What I ask in return is to consider the following. That horror deals in fear, and fear deals in power. Those who have power will inexorably wield it against those who don't by means of physical, psychological, and constitutional violence or intimidation. And the study of these power differentials in society is social politics. Horror is, by nature, political. And that is something I posted on my social media for the show, uh, The Descent. 
uh, underscore horror show uh, on Instagram. And I think it kind of underlies like my beliefs and what I want to hopefully do with the show. Uh, definitely there is going to be many different uh, views on how things are depicted, representation, and exactly how issues are handled. And so I will be giving my reasons for why I chose certain movies and why I uh, decided. So, for example, uh, I am choosing to cover Get Out and accompanying it, Horror Noir. And this is covering how black, uh, blackness, black people have been represented in horror and in film in general. Now, I choose this over Us because I think Get Out overall, I think, is a little bit more clear in what it's uh, trying to say. And there's many examples of microaggression and racism that you, we can all point to in the movie. And with Us, it you can argue many different things about what that movie is trying to say, um, whether it's uh, immigration, uh, class, I think... Uh, in in that respect, I chose Parasite for that reason over Us because I think it deals with those issues. And even in some of the posters, it's rounded really similar to Us, where there's people from the from below and people from above, and exactly how they handle each other and the dynamics between those two families. So definitely, um, th- those are two examples of why I chose to cover the movies I did. Uh, so it's not always going to be serious, but yeah, so uh, this is kind of just giving a tidbit of what to expect for the next coming weeks if you uh, happen to listen to the show. We're going to go and take a little break, and I'm going to play another one of my favorite score uh, tracks from the Dr. Sleep score. The score is very similar throughout. Uh, if you've seen the movie, I'll delve a little bit into it a little bit after, but the continuing theme is of the overlook the hotel and the beating heart it happens throughout the movie it's one of the first things that you actually hear while watching the movie is the heartbeat um i haven't really decided what i think about that but for this particular track it goes over a scene where a kid is killed uh and lasts a while it's um so it's kind of a defining scene that kind of pits the uh, villains of the movie as like, damn. <laughs> um, it's a pretty gruesome scene, but uh, the track, I think, kind of like outlines like what to expect from the score throughout that movie. Um, yes, um, we'll get back to it.
And so yeah, so I'm going to give a brief uh, overview of what Dr. Sleep is. So it's the sequel to The Shining. Um, it came out last year in November, directed by Mac- Mike Flanagan, who's also directed Oculus, um, Hush, Gerald's Game, and uh, House uh, on Haunted Hill, which are all on Netflix, except for Oculus, I think, and Before I Wake. Uh, so Dr. Sleep uh, I personally love it. It's one of those movies that also has a director's cut, so if you're interested in watching it, I definitely recommend that one, along with, I think, Midsummer that also had a director's cut. So, uh, it's three hours long. <laughs> it's a bit long, but I, it's definitely worth it um, compared to It Chapter 2. Uh, it's one of those movies where I didn't really feel the time pass by, and I think... I'm not sure if it's King's writing or just the way that uh, the past movies have been directed, but with um, It Chapter 2 and Doctor Sleep, I really felt like this was a world. They really developed and made me feel that what we were witnessing, what we were watching on screen uh, was its own life. Um, And so... That's one of the things, despite the criticisms of either of those movies, I think that that's something that they did well. Now, Dr. Sleep kind of deals with the trauma of Danny having experienced, um, I mean, the supernatural, the uh, violence from his dad, uh, and we get little flashbacks of um, his time in the Overlook, but also kind of how life was with his mom after um, his dad died, after the Overlook. And we get a little bit more into the mythos of what The Shining is. Uh, And I think um, with what the movie does, it deals with um, alcoholism, um, which is a thing for Stephen King since he was also dealing with it, and uh, childhood trauma and death. that's one of the things that uh, gets Danny his uh, um, his name, Doctor Sleep. Uh, if you watch the movie, you'll you'll see. Uh, and so in that in that case, like kind of this um, storyline, kind of like maybe Logan. Uh, it's another trope, I guess, of having uh, a young girl and um, an older man, like in his past their prime. Uh, going on a trip and um, him having to uh, sacrifice his, his body, like his own wellness, to protect her. Um, and so that's what you can expect out of this movie. It definitely isn't too horror, like it doesn't feel like a horror movie per se, um, but there's definitely those moments that do leave an impact and uh, there's a lot of scenes that I would say um, there's a scene where a person uh, kills himself with a gun so be uh, aware that yeah there's going to be a very extended scene of a person being stabbed so uh, just keep that in mind but the movie is wonderful um, I'm, I love Mike Flanagan uh, I just also saw Gerald's Game uh, the second time uh, over the break and that one deals more with uh, sexual trauma within the family and whew, 
yeah, it's a lot. Um, and so what this one does is um, also written by Stephen King. Um, this girl was um, I I can't I'm not sure like what the they were just they were sexually abused assaulted by their father, uh, and part of the movie also deals with exactly what do we ha- what is considered like sexual abuse sexual assault like how far does it have to be in order for it to be considered that uh especially if maybe the person may not have physically touched you or did something to that that harmed you physically but it still left that lasting impact um the the movie i mean the the whole spin of the movie that people know about it is that uh this uh husband and wife go on a trip and it's secluded down they handcuff um the wife to the bedpost they end up having a heart attack and now she's trapped by herself to figure out how to um unshackle the, herself and get help uh, and so that's what the movie mostly deals with. It's kind of this escape type of movie, but it's also dealing with all the memories that are conjured up by just the situation. Um, it's definitely a, a big, big um, example of why you need to communicate with your partner or whoever you're about to have sex with about what you want and... Um, exactly what they're expecting uh so definitely communication very important and uh that movie highlights just how well the last thing you want to do is get handcuffed and stuck there because your partner or person that you're having sex with has a heart attack or uh is just not capable of um uncuffing you a lot of trust to be had in that situation but yeah, so that's Gerald's Game, Doctor Sleep, both directed by Mike Flanagan. And Gerald's Game, you can access through Netflix. Uh, Doctor Sleep is on uh, on disc and on digital now. Um, and I would highly recommend them both. They're, they Mike Flanagan knows how to write character study movies, and that's what both of them are. Um, so yeah, uh, we're gonna go and take a break. And I'm going to go and play a track from Gerald's game. Are you stressed about affording condoms and lube? Well, Titan Well's condom availability program has got you covered. Enjoy a variety of condoms such as latex, non-latex, XL, flavored, and an assortment of speciality condoms. But the list doesn't stop there. We even carry dental dams and lube. And guess what? They're all completely free. That's right. You heard us. Free condoms. Now is the time to put your health first and to utilize barrier methods for safer sex. Not only will you be lowering your risk of pregnancy and contracting STIs, but it'll help increase pleasure knowing you and your partner or partners are having safer sex. Follow us on Instagram at TitanWell to find out more information. The Condom Availability Program is a sexual health program you can depend on. Yeah, 
yes, please use the services on campus if you're here. Uh, free condoms, lube, and other things that you need for sex. I mean, why not? Take advantage of it. We're paying for it. Um, Alright, on to Gerald's game.
And what you just heard was uh, Fright Night. It was one of the songs featured on it, uh, Come To Me. The movie, if you don't know about it, is a 80s vampire movie that deals with um, a kid whose uh, next door neighbors just moved in and they happen to be vampires. And they, oh, yeah, there's a lot of peeping Tom like type of uh, in this movie. Uh, that's a trope also and I remember a friend was bringing up like we should just stop showing this peeping Tom thing because it's just gonna give kids ideas but I think no matter what if you keep something hidden and something as like uh, something not to do like that trope is always gonna be there whether we show it in media or not Um, but I mean it who knows maybe it might go away it's an invasion of privacy invasion of people's but it is place for comedy in um in fright night and even the neighbors that uh are as they're being watched they know and they continue it's it's something funny like they and they even use it against the kid but um definitely uh it's it does have like very interesting ways of portraying like vampirism. Uh, one of them, I think, even becomes like a wolf. So they're like a vampire wolf. They it, it does some pretty cool things with the vampire lore. Definitely would watch it for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I would just recommend it. It was directed by Tom Holland, who is known for directing the first uh, Child's Play. Uh, they, they've done so many movies, but yeah, Child's Play is probably their most notable one, along with Fright Night. Um, so, among those, uh, I would say that, uh, go and try to see if you can find this movie. Uh, I got it off of the library, actually, which is something I just also want to plug. Like, we should use your library. If you don't use your library, go use it, your local library. Uh, I know, I live in California. Um, in case anyone who's listening to this isn't, um, and as long as you're a California resident, you should be able to, uh, sign in to any, uh, library in LA or in California. So I'm already signed up to Glendora, to Norwalk, to the LA County, and you get access to Canopy, which gives you up to 10 credits of free movies and they have stuff from the Criterion channel for people who do not know what that is they're a kind of like a media label that focuses on highlighting international films they do special um, scan of the movie they try to get uh, anyone involved with the production of the movie to try to create like the best possible way to watch the movie they usually do um, updated audio tracks, and they did it for what I covered last semester, uh, Carnival of Souls. They've done, within the horror genre, uh, Don't Look Back, uh, or Don't Look Now, uh, I think Eyes Without Face, um, Night of the Living Dead. So if you're interested in Criterion, they have their own subscription service. I think it's like 10 or $11 and you can have access to all this international cinema and international horror. Um, And Canopy has a lot of those online that you can access. Uh, They also do documentaries and different um, 
different things. So you can get that for free if you sign on to the LA County Library. Um, so depending uh, on what city you live in, you can sign up uh, and it's all for free. And if you have a Roku, you can download the app and access it through there. You can access it online. They have an app on Android and Apple. So, yes, definitely it's a resource that you can use. It's how I watch A Tale of Two Sisters, which is a South Korean horror movie, which I will hopefully get to on this show at some point. It was in consideration for my international horror, and still might actually be. Um, but, yes. So, definitely use the resources that you have. Um, I've, it's how I've been watching some other horror movies, um, and TV shows, like Tales from the Crypt, uh, Norwalk, no, Bellflower Library has all seven seasons of Tales from the Crypt, so, if you would like, there is many ways to access those movies aside from, uh, the digital, uh, subscription services. Okay, and that was a track from Audition, a Japanese horror movie about a older man whose wife died. And now they're doing um, kind of like this illegal but uh, audition <laughs> for his new current wife. And so they're masking it as we're going to go and do this movie um, and we're looking for actresses. Uh, while at the same time, it's more the person they just want to find their perfect candidate for their new wife because it's suggested by their son because they got nothing better to do, apparently. Um, that's what they're missing out of their life, a wife. Um, 
And so it catalogs this mystery girl that he ends up falling in love for. Um, by little by little, they're starting to notice that this girl isn't who exactly she presents herself to be. There's more to it. Uh, it is, is it's it's um, it has some misogynistic tones. I mean, the whole premise of it is kind of uh, says it all. But uh, definitely, I would rec- recommend it. Um, and there's a lot, yeah, Piano Wire, um, You're Next, um, Saw. There's plenty of other horror movies that do stuff with Piano Wire. And I think Audition does a pretty good job as uh, one of the best kills with Piano Wire. So highly recommend it. I would say more to it, but I might cover it this semester. But here's a little taste, pretty much. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Our staff enjoy listening to audiobooks like Stephen King's It and Donna Tartt's The Goldfinch. Start your free trial today. Just go to audibletrial.com slash titanradio and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash titanradio to get started today.
Okay, you just listened to Voice of the Void by Brond uh, from the album Graveyard Campfire, or EP, one of those two. Uh, so this was a track on uh, the movie Bliss. Uh, so you can find this on Shudder. It's a Shudder exclusive, but it's also uh, on Blu-ray and DVD right now, currently. Uh, it has main a- one of the actresses from Friday Night Lights, um, but definitely I highly recommend this movie. It's a vampire movie, and it deals with this artist who's having this like roadblock on trying to create finish this last art piece that they need. However, um, they get this new type of drug from a friend, and these weird things start happening. They have dream sequences. Uh, they black out. Um, also, lots of nudity. I mean, it's a vampire movie, lot of sex, a lot of drugs, L.A. artist, um, all, everything that you can associate with the scene. Um, but it has a damn good soundtrack. Um, I may be playing another song from the soundtrack, actually, uh, today. But, uh, so I would highly recommend this. Um, you can still actually watch it. Uh, it's going to be playing at the Alamo Draft House in L.A. Uh, Tuesday, February 18th. The colors are beautiful in this movie. Uh, it's something to really uh, watch. However, mo- a lot of the script is fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. You're going to hear a bunch. Um, but I think the imagery, the way that things are captured, uh, it's definitely... Um, pretty cool and actually it's directed by joe vegas and um the main artist desi is played by dora mass and bridge um i know her from friday night lights um and she was also i think the uh long lost daughter of the one uh oh from dexter um he uh one of the um people from the Dexter team finds out they have a long lost daughter and they go she, they find out that she's at a topless bar or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of things. Um but yeah. Um definitely I would recommend it. Um if you want to go and see a different type of vampire movie and if you're into like kind of like the um underground like rock metal scene in LA, uh definitely lots of good music. La cool sequences. The sound design in that movie is amazing. Uh, so I definitely recommend it if you have uh, if you get a chance to watch it. We'll see in the theater. If not, you can capture it. Uh, um, you should be able to watch it at, by now. Uh, so next up, I'm going to go and play The Chase by Doom Riders, which is also featured in the movie Bliss.
Okay. And so, yeah, uh, those were just a couple of the things I watched over my break. Uh, I know the Grudge remake, the second, the second remake is out, has been out. Uh, Gretel and Hansel, which I'm hoping to watch in the next coming weeks, also came out, and The Lodge. So there's a lot of movies upcoming. Uh, there's going to be the Candyman uh, remake. There's going to be, oh, Color Out of Space, um, which I heard a lot of great things. Is all, uh, has also been Cedars and will be coming out in Blu-ray in the next two, three weeks. So I will be highlighting maybe a movie or two that I watch that isn't from the list of international mov- horror movies that I'm going to be doing. Uh, so that way it's not too... Um, I'm not sure. So I can highlight movies that I'm watching that's not for just this show. Um, so definitely... Um, if you like what you hear, uh, and you, this is your first time listening to me, uh, I'm Steven, uh, this is The Descent, uh, Titan Radio Horror Show, and you can go and, uh, follow me on Instagram if you'd like, I'll be posting, uh, reviews, uh, movies that are coming up, um, and things from behind the scenes of the show, um, at the Descent underscore horror show on Instagram, um, and... Yeah, yeah. So, and if you'd like to guest, um, you can also contact me at s t e v e n d u r a n one two four zero at gmail dot com. Uh, if you're interested in um, being a guest on the show, um, I'm open to anybody. Uh, I know Elena uh, helped me out last semester. I had my friend Enrique. Uh, so I'm going to have a couple more friends and maybe even uh, my dad come and uh, guest on the show. So definitely. And so I'm going to go and end this show with one of uh, my favorite tracks from a score. It's called Suleiman Seam, Isa Against the Sun. And it's from the movie Atlantics or Atlantique. It's a French movie. Um and it's on Netflix. You can you can watch it on Netflix, and it deals with these group of young men who um, are not being paid and in search of a better uh, pay, uh, better job opportunities, uh, and better like living uh, like landscape uh, to live better. They try to go to France, I believe, or Spain. Uh, and they end up dying on the road over there and it deals with uh, their spirits coming back to try to um, get justice because they were not paid for the work that they had done. Um, so it's it's a beautiful movie um, and the soundtrack to it is amazing. It's, it's like Doctor Sleep where it's subtle but it's, it kind of bridges it all together. Uh, there's this constant presence in the music. Uh, so yeah, this is Descent. I hope you enjoyed, and yeah, we're gonna go and continue with this track. <laughs> 